And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to an all-new Game Notes podcast, the Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Dave DeFore, joined as I am every single week, except for last week, by Tony Jones, our Utah Jazz beat reporter over at The Athletic. Tony? 1-1 in the series. It looked bad in game one uh, because people just thought the Utah Jazz were going to forget how to shoot for the rest of the playoffs, I guess. But they righted the ship in game two, evened it up, and now people are starting to realize that this probably is not much of a series going forward. I cannot, in all good consciousness, agree with that assessment. You think really? there's not much of a series going forward? Look, I think it's a series in the sense that Memphis is never going to quit, but Utah has more talent and is a better team. That That's plain and simple, right? Like, this is the 1-8 matchup. This is not controversial. And if Utah is able to just do what they do, th- this series is over in five or six now that they drop game one. But, I mean, Memphis is I not a bad think, team, but I they're not an elite that, team. If, if I'm Memphis, I actually think I'm more confident than ever by game two. Really? Listen, the Jazz came out and gave Memphis a heck of a punch. They, they went did. up by 20. The the Grizzlies the Grizzlies withstood rampant foul trouble. They lost Dylan Brooks and Jonas Valanciunas for the entire first half. They got back into the game. They 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 withstood, you know, the Jazz shooting shooting uh just shooting the back, the leather off the ball. I mean, if I'm Memphis, I'm 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 pretty darn. Now I agree. I think the le- the Jazz have another level to go in this series, and I don't know how many le- levels Memphis has, but the Jazz have to reach that level. And um, and Memphis is more athletic. Uh, they're they've been more physical through two games, and. They know that the Jazz cannot guard their be- their two best players. It's not even John ja Morant. I mean, and, and obviously Ja's been great, but they can't guard Dylan Brooks either. So, I mean, if 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 I'm the Jazz, um, I if if I'm a Jazz fan or if I'm the Jazz themselves, they better put together 48 minutes of good basketball on both ends of the floor, or at least try to. Uh, on Saturday. Um, otherwise, this is a dogfight. Like, that's that's my takeaway from the t- first two games. Oh, so here's the thing. I- I'm not saying that that this is a walk in the park for Utah by any stretch of the imagination because Memphis fights. Like, they the grit and grind thing, that's not necessarily a style of play, but it certainly is how those guys are. I mean, it- it's pretty obvious that they're a bunch of dogs. We see that. Um but there's a talent gap. 
Utah is just a way better team. They've got more talent. They've got more experience. That matters too. They got shooting, which Memphis really doesn't have. And so I just think that what we're seeing out of Memphis has probably been the peak of what they can what they can do. And, and like you mentioned, I think Utah has another gear and maybe even another gear on top of that. I mean, we've seen it at points in this season. I don't know if they can get there with Donovan being limited the way he is. But uh, otherwise, I, I think the second game, much more in line with how the, I expected the first game to go. Um, coming out shooting like that, especially getting that role player shooting that that was missing in game one. Mike Conley in game two was just excellent. That's one of the better games was, of his career, right? Mike Conley was surgical in game two. My man had a scalpel out. It was just tech. I mean, that that's what won the Jazz game too, um, that Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert pick and roll. Uh, that was um that was special memphis did not have an answer for that now the question is can they find an answer for that um i'm not sure that they can without leaving the shooters on the wings um and they they don't want to leave the shooters on the wings because then they'll just you know then it'll just be target practice um but the question for me is can the jazz find an answer for john morant and i'm not sure the answer to that is yes what is your answer for that <laughs> is I there one to, i need to know what you think I, I just don't know that there is one right like utah has too much talent like who, no, who do you want to get beat answer by for john moran that's is, oh the, the john jazz, moran answer can the jazz guard that man well so okay you can't guard him individually and he if you're gonna drop and allow him to get into the paint he's gonna get that floater and so you're either going to have to say, we live with that, or you're going to have to adjust. And, and you know, I, I just, the adjustment is play higher, pick him up higher, try to keep him out of the paint. But then you've got to worry about Valanchunas. And I don't know, man. I, I think you probably are just like, we're going to live with this and hope he starts missing. Hope we can do a better job of getting a hand up, you know, when he does get into the paint. But they're absolutely punishing them inside and it's all because of jaws penetration so i think that you're just going to step up higher and meet him plain and simple you're, you're gonna have to you know you have to work out your backline help because Jonas will feast on those dump offs but they've got the personnel they should be able to handle that well here's what the i mean the jazz can make it a math game if they do mm -hmm. one thing and by the math game, you know, um, just outscore Memphis by 25 from the three-point line. Um, but they can make it a math game and say, okay, Jai, you can have as many floaters as you want, score 35 on floaters. If they do two things, A, choke off everybody else. That means, okay, Jai, you get your 35, but, you know, you got to do something with Dylan Brooks. Dylan can't get 25. Um, and keep Jai off the free throw line. He shot 20 free throws on, on Wednesday night. Um, you know, so if you do those two things, you can you can still relatively live with John Morant getting into the lane and, and making 18 floaters. Um, you and gotta he's not going to make 18 hand. floaters every game, right? Like, that, that's the other thing is that there's also a little okay. bit of he's got to come back down to earth. You're not going to put him on 
on the free throw line 20 times a game, you know? Theoretically. Well, right. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is theoretical. He is getting to the line like he's Michael Jordan. I mean, he's been he's been he's lived at the line. Listen, this is listen. One year ago, one year ago, we were saying the same thing about Jamal Murray. He can't keep this up, right? Like he can't score 40 again. Oh, he scored 45. Oh, he can't score 45 again. Oh, he did it again. Like eventually, you know, um, you gotta you, you gotta step up and 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 stop people and um and 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 that's you know you can't just like the you can't just say law of averages with John Morant in this series because if the Jazz keep defending like he is, yes, John Morant's gonna go and score forty again and do it on like twenty five shots, which is um which is ridiculous. She can't let people score 47 points on 25, 26 shots. Um, you know, so I, I think you got to switch up the coverages. You got to go over the picks. You got to go under, um, you know, I think a couple of people, I think there's a, 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 actually, I think there's a large contingent of people who just want to go, you know, so far under the screen, keep them out of the lane. Um, I'm not sure that's the answer because, you know, I know what the percentages say, but I think John Morant's fully capable of making five to six or seven threes uh, to combat uh, such a defense. Um, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I think down the stretch, at least, you know, if you're in a close game, the answer is, you know, you trap the pick and roll and you, make Ja give up the ball and you live with um and and you live with um Memphis playing four on three downhill. Um but the thing that um if you're the jazz, which you can do also do to combat this is just score a lot of points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're good at that. And they're good at that. You know, so you score a lot of points, that means you give up 40 points to John Morant, but it's still like a 10 point game now on the stretch like you can still do that but i don't know if the jazz are going to be able to do that on the road you know it's this is just going to be a different environment in game three and game four than, than what the jazz have been in you know i i think i come across as dismissive of memphis a little bit um but the the truth is i think i just believe more in utah in them being who they are and who they were in the regular season. Then I do Memphis being the team that, that has come out and, and played like this the last two games, if that makes sense. I mean, they're a young team and they've really, really played well. I feel like they're playing above their head a little bit. Um, and, and Utah is better. I think than they even showed in game two, I think they have more in the tank, oh, which is funny to say. They are for sure better than they showed in game two. They can defend it's better. Definitely. It's funny. I I actually thought game two was like a five point five or or a six for the Jazz. Mm -hmm. I I thought they played well offensively, but I thought you know that entire you know everything that they did offensively almost was was negated by um by how poorly they played defensively. They gave up one hundred and thirty points to the Memphis Grizzlies. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I mean, 47 points to John Morant. It was like 60-something points in the paint. Again, I mean, they, the Memphis just ate in the space that Utah allowed them. But this is like, you know, when they played Phoenix and, and everyone was like, Chris Paul was torching them. Same spots, same exact spots. So this is not something new for Utah. Like this is this is the weakness in the defense that we've kind of talked about all year. It's that the soft underbelly in the mid-range. And it wasn't going to be a problem until you got to the playoffs. But I didn't expect it to be a problem against Memphis. So you got to find a way to contain Ja. And it may even just be that Ja comes back down to earth you know, from, from that range and you don't put them on the line as much and, and, and everybody's sitting pretty and you get 20 point wins the rest of the way. But I, I just don't know if I trust them to, to solve that problem yet, but they need to do it before the next round. Yes, they need to do it for the next. Hey, I, you know what? I'm not scared of you guys. How about this? You ready? For We're not scared here on the Game Notes podcast. We're Tony, not scared. Tony no, almost I'm... didn't give this take that he's about to give. Go ahead, we Tony. We were scared. We, uh, we, was, oh, we no were we. scared of you guys. Hey, I was about I to say, ain't no we. You know what? If you're going to come at me, come at me. Listen, I have a hot take. Well, it's not even a hot take. It's just an observation. Okay? Um, should, should I say it? Yes, you should. Okay. I should say it. Uh, first, there are a couple of caveats. First caveat is that I want you to know that um, despite whatever Dave's reaction is going to be from when I say this, off the record, he was fully on board with what I <laughs> oh, said. Oh, no. Oh, no. Did like, you Shannon Sharp me here? Yeah. He, I just got <laughs> to say this before. Like, off the record, he was like, yeah, Tony, you're right. So, I, I you know, just listen. So, the second caveat is I am not saying that player A is a, a better player than player B in any way, shape, or form or fashion. Okay. So styles make fights, man. That's right. That's the so all right. So the hot take. Well, I'm not even gonna say it's a hot take. Let's not say it's a hot take. The observation that I'm going to say is that the Jazz match up better defensively, potentially, with Luka Doncic than they are matching up right now with John Morant. Yeah, his speed is really hurting him. Right. The the so you know, Royce O'Neal is is a better defender on John Morant, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard types than he is on. Wait a minute, hold on. Royce O'Neal is better than <laughs> a better defender on Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard types than John Morant, Kyrie Irving, and. 
and uh, Jamal Murray types. That's yeah, he can't one. hang with the water bugs. Right. This is the water bugs. He's a better defender below the foul line than he is above the foul line. Um, and, you know, Luca's size, the Jazz matchup with Luca's size, uh, even his size for his position, better than they match up with John Moran's speed and athleticism. Like, they just don't have um, – they just don't have an answer for for what John Morant does as a strength. Especially with Donovan hurting. Especially with Donovan hurting. Um, so that is the observation. I'm not going to say it's a hot take. That's an observation. Now, that does, yeah. doesn't mean that Luka can't come out and average 40 against the Jazz because he. we all know that he certainly can. He might. He might be the best player in the league right now. He is he's you know? not the best player in the league because that's LeBron. <laughs> that's so let's, LeBron, let's but you stop. know what I'm saying. He might be playing the best basketball right now. now. I will say way. I will say that that if Luca continues this postseason, I'm gonna put him in, in my top five forever. Because really? my top five well, my top five right now is LeBron one, Kevin Durant two, Stephen Curry three, Kawhi Leonard four, Giannis five. Wait, where's Jokic? Okay, so my top five right now is <laughs> LeBron one, <laughs> Kevin Durant two, Stephen Curry three, Kawhi four, Giannis five. Come on, man! Come on, so, man! All right, so we put so okay, so let's let's entertain this conversation. So it, look, here's how I look at the at these top five player lists. First of all, you know, a tier makes so much more sense, right? Like this is why Seth did tiers. Uh, when he did his tearing thing, no, we gotta do top right? five. Let's not. But top out. five, top five is it to me? It's LeBron, Steph, Luca, uh, Jokic, and I guess Kawhi. How is KD not the number two player in the league? Maybe KD. Maybe. Maybe. KD is unstoppable, bro. He's he's definitely a number. Two I think player he's gonna get stopped in the next round, but you know we're we're. We're a Utah Jazz podcast, hey, so listen. We're a Utah Jazz podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. Well. Brook, um, Milwaukee just lost Dante DiVincenzo for the rest of the playoffs. Oh, did that? Did that come out? Yes. Oh man, that stinks. That's actually that's, rough. that's really rough that's, for them because he was going to guard Joe Harris. Yeah. So uh, we're we're Jeff Teaguing it right now. But but the Nets aren't going to have Jeff Green, and who knows what right. he looks like when he comes back? Because that's big. Because he was probably going to guard actually, Giannis. That's big because he could guard Giannis. Now you got. Because Blake's not guarding Giannis, um, so now you got to have Kevin Durant to guard Giannis. And, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, look. Let's get back to the Utah Jazz. That's enough of our pilot of our national show. Um, right. Exactly. Talk to me about Donovan Mitchell. I thought he looked pretty good for the first, you know, two and a half quarters, and then, uh, you know, I'm not sure if it was after the fall where he kind of hurt his butt right. or. Um, you know, he went back and had to get retaped, but I didn't think he looked as good in the in the fourth, and, and it looked like maybe the wheels were starting to fall off. Maybe it was conditioning. You know, um, I'm not sure if it was the ankle. How do you feel about Donovan and how he's looking right now? Um, I thought, like you, I, I agree with you completely. I thought he was about eighty percent in the first half, and then that slid down to about sixty percent in the second half. Now, um. The question that I have is, um, so he took, he only took two possessions 
uh, down the stretch. And the rest of the time, he was kind of in a corner and off the ball. Um, the question that I have about those possess that possession distribution down the stretch is, was that due, was that distribution because, you know, the Conley, Rudy Gobert pick and roll was just that lethal that uh, Memphis had no answer and the Jazz were just scoring off of it every single time? Or was that possession distribution just because Donovan couldn't take those possessions? And I would lean toward the Conley-Gobert thing just working so well. Why do you go away from it, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, Like, right? Like, Conley and Gobert were just scoring every single time. There was no reason to, to, to run any other play um, down the stretch with what, what, what Conley and Gobert were doing. Um, he Donovan did get to the basket once. And, you know, that layup that kind of spun out, spun in, spun out, and spun back in. Um, um, I did not think that he had his normal burst off the dribble. He certainly didn't have his normal burst off the ground uh, when when he shot that layup. Um, so, you know, he's going to play. He's definitely going to play. Um, mm-hmm. um, well, the know, three so- days rest, I think, is big. And and the I two, wonder right. I I wonder if that didn't play a part in him missing game one. I wonder if the training staff said, "Let's do game two, and then you get three days off before game three instead of having to basically have one day off between games, and and not enough downtime to make sure that they get to. Che- I mean, the big thing is that they're checking that ankle the day after the game that he plays. Right. It's right. not about the the day of. I mean, getting these guys through the game. The training staffs can do that. I mean, we're seeing this with LeBron James and whatever they're doing to his ankle. But they can get him through a game. It's can you have him ready for the next one? That's the problem. And I think that that's probably why he was such a late scratch. And I'm just guessing here, you know. This is another reason why the Jazz, you know, if you're the Jazz or if you're a Jazz fan, you're just hoping that that the Jazz just come out and just take care of business in game two and game three. I mean, Mm -hmm. in game three and game four. Um because the longer this series goes, I mean, this series is going every other day after this game. Right. So, you know, the longer the series goes, that's more wear and tear on, on Donovan's ankle. Um, if the Clippers don't show any gumption in that Mavs series, that series could be over by this weekend. <laughs> um, you know, so, you, you know, it's, it's just if you're the Jazz you know, if you're the better team and if you're indeed the better team, just go out and win this series in five, because if it goes six or if it goes seven, um, that's just wear and tear. That's just more wear and tear that that Donovan's ankle doesn't need. And the next series is definitely every other day. It's not going to be spaced out. So you need to get as much. Um, and, and, and let me ask you this. If you're the Jazz, it, let's say you win both games uh, in Memphis, do you rest Donovan for game five? No, I don't think you get cute with it. I think you do the thing that works and, and Donovan works, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, look, okay. and the, here's the other thing, man. It, you got to get him used to being able to play. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to have to play in the next round. And, and so I think as long as he's progressing in a way that, he should be cleared to play. You play him. 
And I think if, if they feel like he's deteriorating, then don't play him. But I feel that way about whether it's, you know, whether they win the next game or lose the next game. I think that that's how it's got to go. Because again, this is about more than just one playoff run. Like they're probably hoping to have playoff runs like, you know, like this the next four years with Donovan. Right. Mitchell. I'm hoping, you know what I mean? They're hoping. So I think you've got to, you've got to, you've got to serve two masters at the same time to a certain degree here, right? You have to do what's best for the team in the short term, but you also have to think about the long-term health of not just the ankle, but what the ankle can lead to. It can lead to knee issues. It can lead to hip. It can lead to back and, and all of these other kinetic chain things that, that can happen if you've got an unstable ankle. So right. I think that they're going to take an abundance of caution. I'm not worried about that. And, and after watching how they, they scratched him from game one, I actually think this is a good thing. They're taking care of their player. That's their job. It's awesome. Yeah, it, it was um, – I, I think, you know, the philosophy is is definitely good. You know, you just kind of say we're playing for 10 re- years down the road, not for, mm-hmm. you know, not for, you know, 10 minutes down the road, that type of thing. So, you know – it's it, not a finals, man. Look, if this was a conference finals or a finals, I bet Donovan Mitchell was playing in game one. Because you save your bullets, man. You you can't just say, you know, I'm going to go out here and wreck my my ankle on a first round, first game of the first round against the eight seed. And and this is no disrespect to Memphis, but you know that these sorts of calculations have to be made. Yes, for sure. Anyway, uh, how do you expect the rest of the series to go? You think it is over in five? Do you think they they pull that off, or do you think Memphis has another one in them? I think Memphis has another one in them. I mean, I'm not going to predict that, but I mean, it's let's let's put it this way. I think the Jazz have to play their best game in the series on Saturday. I agree. That's, with you. that's my that's that's you know because right now Memphis is so full of piss and vinegar, like they're going to be jacked up. Like Game Three is not easy, going to be easy, and I think the rest of the series is going to be dictated by what happens in Game Three. I think if the Jazz come out in game three and just absolutely stomp Memphis, um, then, you know, um, I, I, I think it, w- I think it would help uh, the jazz going forward from our, because I think Memphis from a confidence standpoint would be like, okay, you know, we, we, we gave these guys our best shot and, you know, they just took it and smiled. Um but I, I think if this was, I think if the Jazz win by you know a possession down the stretch, or if you know the Jazz lose, then this is just I mean it's just gonna go it's gonna go six or seven, you know. <laughs> if no the Jazz what. lose, it's going seven. And I mean, yeah. if they lose, it's because they can't solve this John Morant problem. And that's a problem. Yeah. That's a real problem. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, everybody, make sure that you're you're following Tony's work over at The Athletic. It's been awesome so far in the playoffs, and I think that the best is probably yet to come. Uh, so go and do that if you haven't already. For Tony Jones, I'm Dave DeFore. This has been the Game Notes Podcast, and we'll talk to you guys next week with another episode.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.